here's John's reviews. The movie review podcast had to try to be nice to movies, but may indeed having to slice and dice them. Each and every month, there's a thing. And as it's November, I'm doing a new Nightmare November, which is my look at Robert England movies, which aren't in on Elm Street movies. Tonight, I'm looking at his second movie as a director, Killer Pad, from 2008, which is about a bunch of horny former frat boys straight out of American Bloody Well Pie. Actually, no, American Pie. Actually, one of the fucking spin-off American Pie movies, crying out loud. Renting a apartment from a she-devil. See, I get asked all the time where I get these trashy-ass movies from. Also, why would I do it to myself? Why simple for your entertainment slash education? Also, I spend hours hunting down these pieces of crap, low-budget shit movies and pretty much torch myself for these things because, like I said multiple times, I have multiple all-nighters throughout the year, usually on Friday the 13th or Halloween or whatever the fuck I feel like it, so I need movies to watch. Also, I found this little gem in a pound shop for one pound and bought it only for Robert England to sign it at a clicked mini event, but unfortunately the queue was ridiculously long and I never got it signed. By the way, he likes to chit-chat to you before, during and after signing an item. This could be as much as 20 minutes long, so be aware of that one. Anyway, I know nothing of this as I watched it a good 10 plus years ago on an all-night horror fest, so I remember little to nothing. Plus, the DVD is bare bones, only for 12 minute <coughs> behind the scenes of England gushing about the Viper cameras and nothing fucking else, I swear to God. It's a full 12 minutes of him blabbing about fucking how great this digital technology is and how great digital cameras were, how great Viper cameras were, and blah, 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 blah. Sponsored much? I mean, Jesus, jinkies. Anyway, grab the house keys and pray they won't be hell to pay. God, that's a terrible line there, John. <clears throat> anyway, the budget is unknown and pulled in. Unknown because I think this thing was straight to tape. The cast, Daniel Farziz, Eric Youngman, Shane McRae and Jeff Brian Davis, directed by Robert England. The plot, three horny frat boys rent a house in Hobbit Hills. The landlord is from hell. Literally, she's a she-devil. Inside the house is a portal to hell. Can these three frat boys save their souls with help from a priest in training? A former frat boy? Or are they on the highway to hell? Find out here. God, those puns were terrible. <laughs> so, the movie opens up on a version of our house by madness, except it's not by madness, it's just some shitty rap group who completely butchered a bloody well thing. Anyway, it now shows a lone white car driving through the desert. Up pops the titles using the first font the fucking guy clicked on and turned to little devil horns on pads because, ooh, spooky. And wow, I've got to see here, all expense was spared. This thing is cheap! My god. Anyway, in the car, loaded with all their shit, is former frat brothers, a Doug, played by Daniel Farisi, Farisi, that's his fucking name, Craig, played by Eric Youngman, and Brody, played by Shane McRae. 
cue lots of shit jokes and dumb talk because these are idiot frat bros and yay, toilet humour. Craig complains why didn't they fly to Los Angeles instead of driving there? So Doug says they all voted to quote see America by a highway and they all voted down again because boo hiss. I mean, ugh, grow the fuck up. Arriving in Los Angeles with constant unfunny dialogue, something about the Gilmore Girls, and I'm guessing it's a joke because you know, who watched the Gilmore Girls? There's a suitcase in the back which is packed full of their DVDs and it all falls off by the back of the car because it's utterly hilarious, isn't it? I mean, they pull up to a shithole hotel, the same hotel which I think is in Stuck to You and something about Mary. I am not sure about that one, anyway. With the manager, Marge, played by Lin Shea, dawn up to the nines. Hold on a minute here. According to Wikipedia, The Midnight Man was the first time England and her worked together since 2001. So much for fucking Wikipedia then. Mm. Anyway, she's basically playing the same mean old landlady as she did in Something About Mary. She tells them that she cannot house them as there's a no-pet policy. Uh, cut to their um, well-behaved dog, Ballsy, dry-humping a co-ed who is topless by the pool and is passed out drunk because tee-hee-ha-ha. She then stiffs him on the deposit money and tells him to fuck off. Cut to them trying to rent off a sleazy drag queen, Winnie, played by Bobby Lee, who hits on these chumps because they say they're stinging rich because their dog has been castrated in a weird grooming incident, even though the dog clearly has gigantic fucking balls. I mean, oh my god. So I think it's the same dog from um, Van Wilder, you know, that ridiculous bulldog. And anyway, moving on. She rents them a creepy house in Hollywood Hills for dirt cheap. On the driveway up to the house, they find the landscaper, Angel, played by Hector Jimenez, Jimenez, that's his bloody name, who warns them in Spanish, of course these guys can't talk Spanish, about the house is and did I mention it's late at night? Now who the fuck views a house at fucking night? And anyway, moving on. These idiots think El Diablo is him asking for hot sauce. And this joke goes on throughout the entire bloody movie. And not a warning of the devil. Now, see, I failed Spanish class in college. And even I know El Diablo means the devil. Also, who views a house alone at night? Where the fuck is the renter? I mean, or realtor, real estate agent, what the fuck they're called? I mean, Jesus, Jinkies, this movie's awful. Ignoring the warnings, they drive up to 666 Perdition Road. <gasps> Shock horror! They quickly move in and get comfortable, finding everything is red. Plus, there's little devil things all over the bloody shot. There's, like, a devil rubber ducky in the toilet. There's devil... Uh, right beside the front door. There's devils in the fireplace. There's devils fucking everywhere. It's ridiculous. Next day, they plan a party to score some hot babes for that weekend, as you do. From the basement, they hear a wolf howl, so check it out and find animal bones and blood everywhere. They also find a pit to hell, but they think it's an open sewer drain. The fuck? Guarding the portal is a hellhole hound, even, which they think is a stray dog. Oh my god. God, these guys are fucking idiots. So instead of packing things up, what do they do? Why, they get high. God almighty, I hate fucking stoners. Next morning, all three are snuggled together in their underwear in a pentagram made of beer cans. Ooh, spooky. Their neighbour wakes up Brody and 
Um, he tries to act all smooth because she's a pretty girl. She is Lucy, played by Emily Foxler. Uh, the joke with her is she's so hot, she has her wind constantly blowing in... Her hair rather constantly blowing in the wind. The fuck wrote this and thought it was hilarious. Now, of course, all three of these uh, are all over her like a bad bloody well rash. She says she's from the deep south. Get it? She's a demon. Subtle writing here. Also, uh, Craig and the other one, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, were spinning each other and the whole gay thing. Oh, they're gay. Oh, fuck off. Anyway, she invites herself to the party. So these idiots print off flyers and splatter them all over town. Cut to them at a Catholic all-school girl. And then at a local health club where they pick up various hot chicks. Even at a funeral they hand out flyers to the hot girls. Who the fuck wrote this? They even go to a porno shoot. I guess it's in the valley then. Hmm. Returning home they find all their stuff piled up in one little corner of the, the, the room. With the house smelling of rotten eggs. Plus it's hotter than hell. Yeah, get the fuck out! Or as Amit will say, get out! <coughs> anyway, these idiots think it's squatters and they have to get them out before the party starts. This goes on for the rest of the fucking movie. They then hear more howling again, so run only to find Angel trying to warn them at the front door that they're in great danger. They still think he wants hot sauce. I mean, honestly, God, who the fuck thought this hot sauce joke was funny? He then pukes yellow slime and screams the houses evil as his head rotates about fucking 365 degrees about 20 times. The three stodgies think it's a scare tactic to get them out of the house. He then shoots, shoots them? Shoots them in Spanish. With that, the hell portal opens up and Angel is taken over as, again, he spins around in circles as his head spins and then... He rips out his heart and chews on it and then spits it out and he runs over the house, leaping from the balcony and vanishes into thin air. Kidding! Doug thinks this is nothing but a cheap trick to get him out of the house so the squatters can take over. Yeah, because you can spin your head multiple times, 360 degrees all the way around, rip out your own beating heart and then eat it and then leap 60 feet off a balcony into thin air because, oh my god. Lucy comes over with her girlfriends, Delilah, played by Noreen DeWolf, and Jezebel, played by Corey English, to play tennis with the boys because no balls, please, tee Why are they dressed as tennis? I have no idea because all they do is a sitting party, so... But, however, instead they listen to thrash-style metal on a stereo. The band is called Demon Seaman. Okay then, cut to Friday as Doug and Craig are finickety and frolicking around in the kitchen baking stuff for the party. Uh, okay then. A fire marshal, played by Sam McMurray, shows up out of the blue to say no party due to the cheap smoke alarms unless he can come. They say no because they think he's gay. So the marshal says then no fucking party. I mean this gay thing gets bashed again and again and again and again and it's not fucking funny. By the way, since when do you need permission from a fire marshal to throw a party in your own bloody house? 
Anyway, cut to the basement as the marshal is pulled into the hellhole just by looking at the portal. He thinks it's a sewer, a, a sewer lane or a fucking well, the fuck it is. Anyway, these idiots here screaming, so check it out, only to find the marshal's flaming hat and nothing else. They have passed, miraculously. Lucy and a girl set up the party as Brody gets a truck load of beer delivered. Uh, who wrote this? Out of nowhere, dumb, dumber and dumbest, decide to pick up the ultimate stoner, Blackwater, played by Jeff Brian Davis. Seems he's a daredevil and or when stoned or drunk he does anything, anything he wants because he's a fucking lunatic. Something about he's been deported to Mexico because he was in a cast or some crap. I have no idea. A bus pulls up. What, no taxi? Hmm. The boys are shocked to see Blackwater is now a priest. He tells these dumbasses for the first time since he was six he's complete with drug and drink free. This weekend, he'll face his demons. Yeah, more ways than one. As on Monday, he will become a full priest. These three dum-dums look on slack-jawed as their weekend is ruined. Back to the house, it's party time! As half of Los Angeles shows up, I swear to God. They then hire bouncers, which are found at a food court, and only in girls and a few guys because, yeah, including the five Catholic schoolgirls, all dressed in slutty schoolgirl outfits, straight out of bloody Spirit Halloween store, because that's hilarious, right? In walks Lucy and her girls, dressed head to toe in leather, red leather at that, get it, because she's the devil and they're her demons, tee The party kicks off with the three idiots. Introducing demon semen. Oh my god. A fat <clears throat> female, a bodybuilder, gets stuck in the toilet by the portal. So a fat guy shits in her face because he's fat and she's fat and there's fart noises and there's shit noises and funny haha. <laughs> Craig and Brody think the head is a floater. So take a picture before flushing it because... Uh, in walks Joey Lawrence for reasons. He's quickly picked up by Blackwater, who tries to sell him on gods. Joey gives him a drink and then tells him to fuck off as he tries to find a working cell phone because his cell phone has been cut off because they're in the valley or the hills, what the fuck it is, I mean, who cares? So Jezebel and Delilah pick up Doug and Craig to quote-unquote private party. Meanwhile, Lucy picks up Brody. Cut to three blonde uh, Swedish models because eh, they're also happened to be twins or actual triplets in a hot tub because reasons and they're quickly boiled alive by the hell portal because, I don't know, body count? Of course, Beavis and Butthead, aka Craig and Doug, find them boiled alive yet still hunting because they're hot Swedish blondes. Back to Blackwater who is losing his shit and indeed religion after one sip of the punch. He is now half naked in the toilet, talking himself in the mirror. Karen, Beavis and Butthead have stripped down to Speedo-like somewhere and hit on each and every one of the three non-living blondes. Oh my god. Craig finally realises the girls are dead, so freaks the fuck out, so they literally put a lid on it by sealing the hot tub, leaving the girls to cook. Hours later, a 
Brody is now blind drunk with Lucy, who has finished off a bottle of tequila, but she is stone cold sober. She then says she can't handle a drink, she has more than one drink and she's she's anybody's, even though she's uh, drunk the entire bloody bar, including vodka, gin, rum, tequila, etc, etc, because she's the devil. Hmm. Brody then quickly sobers up when Lucy says she'll pop her top for him. However, he's pulled away by the bouncers to deal with Angel yet a bloody again. A fat geek, played by Andy Malanokis, what's his fucking name, tries to pick up the female porn stars that were picked up much earlier. However, their dwarf pimp pulls him away. They go into the bedroom to, quote, talk, but are killed off-screen by a demonic painting. Who wrote this? Pinky and the Brainless, aka Craig and Doug, find their chopped up nude bodies in bed. So, well, what do they do? Why stick them in a hot tub next to the three dead blondes? Because apparently it was a party faux pas accident? I have no idea. Joy Lawrence is then killed by his reflection after doing a bad Bruce Willis impersonation. Back to Blackwater, who is on the phone to his sponsor, his, I don't know, higher priest, uh, I don't know, Father Superior, what the fuck they're called, as in walks the Catholic schoolgirls to seduce him all five of them. Ren and Simpy, Craig and Doug, find Joey Lawrence's dead body, so it's hot up time for him. However, Brody stops him because because Joey Lawrence is there and he finds two stoners' heads in the fridge that are being decapitated by Lucy, much earlier in the movie, and he cracks the fuck up. Something about how can Joey Lawrence be here because he's an A-list and blah 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 blah, blah who knows. Hot top time! Nope. Brody freaks the fuck out after finding out 11 people have died at this party because of four pars. And they're all in the fucking hot tub. However, he thinks it's the squatters. Oh my god, I'm done with this movie. It's so fucking stupid. Uh, they talk him into calling the cops the next morning so they can finish off their quote-unquote killer party, dude. Brody comes up with a plan to be on the lookout for anything suspicious and finds Angel and Drag so they torture him for answers as outside all three of the idiots, Angel and the two bouncers, watch as Jezebel and Delilah eat the fat geek. Brody thinks Delilah and Jezebel are serial killers so runs inside to rescue Lucy. She blounds Bingfos in and turns into the devil. Get it? She's Lucy Fur. Oh my god. However, he is more horrified that she has a dick because gay jokes are always funny, right? And oh my fucking god, the devil makeup is cheap. Two little teeny little fucking devil horns and two the teeniest demon wings you can get your bloody hands up from a cheap dollar store during fucking October. I mean, Jesus Christ. She offers him all riches in the world, eternal life, and to party forever with no repercussions. All it costs is his soul. He runs the fuck out because he doesn't mind the fact he can lose his soul, but she has a dick and that's the ultimate deal breaker because he's not gay. And oh my god, I can't be seen touching the dick because of you're a frat, but you probably stuck the dick in your sleep, you douchebag. So, Jezebel and Delilah have Craig and Doug in dog leashes, who are perfectly fine 
with the deal of their souls getting taken, blah, 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 until Brody screams, she's got a dick, and they all run away in utter abject terror. Blackwater, now drunk and dressed as a schoolgirl, jumps off the roof thinking he's a flying squirrel. Hilarious, right? Brody then leaves Craig, Doug and the Catholic schoolgirls to sober up Blackwater while well, he deals with the devil herself or themselves because she's transgender, I'm guessing. Or, I don't know. Brody then tries to stop the party, but no one wants to listen until Lucy and her girls come downstairs, opens the gateway to hell on the middle of the dance floor, and sucks in some party goers. The party goers, the rest of the party goers rather, run for their lives. The ones that don't get out are now demon foods, as Delilah and um, Jezebel are eating their souls, because funny. In the kitchen, Craig and Doug try to sober up Blackwater by throwing coffee in his face. It's Decaf doesn't work, tee hee ha ha. The dog then hits Craig with the Bible, so Brody comes up with a plan to sing a holy song, sending the devil back to hell. So they sing, wait for it, Silent Night, and I am done! It fails because they forget the fucking words. The devil then kicks their homophobic asses until Blackwater sings I Want to Rock and Roll All Night by Kiss, which sends Lucifer to hell. The house then crumbles into the hell portal. Everyone who dies come back to life. Blackwater drives off with the schoolgirls. Winnie pulls up to take the boys away, and we find out she is a horny she-devil, or indeed a horseman of the apocalypse, because she's pestilence. I have no idea what first going on here. As credits finally roll. So, that was Killer Pad. It's as if all the movie movies partied one night, got drunk, had a fucking orgy, and this is their fucking love child that was shut out nine months later. Painfully unfunny, unlikable, homophobic, and should be avoided by everyone who even has an IQ higher than two. In fact, this disc is getting destroyed when I'm finished recording. I'm going to give sing a very generous minus 10 out of 10. A void. Robert England should be ashamed of himself. No wonder he's only done two shitty horror movies 20 years apart. Mate, just stick to Freddy and that's it. Next week will be God only knows because... Uh, now, I don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Follow me on Twitter at Here's a Johnny's Pod and check out my other horror podcasts of House, um, what else have I done? Resident Evil, Underworld, nah. Also, my solo podcast of Nightmare on Street 2 and 3, Elvira Master of Dark, etc. etc. Uh, bye. I just get this fucking thing over with. It's mm, shit. Mm.